Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here, as always, with my buddy, Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon. How is it going, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. I- I'm doing fine, but, you know, it's it's a real battle against this Christmas weight gain because yeah. it's like two steps forward and then five steps back. Well, and you got a head start yeah. with your surgery weight loss. I did, and now I'm all pretty much back to where I was. <laughs> so I, I went all the way, I went down to 160, and then I just checked myself. I'm 166. I'm sharing very personal weight information oh my here. Goodness it's a kind of a sensitive subject. You, you and I are probably about the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a baby in me. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I think about, you know, during this time, I'll complain about it a lot. I complain about it in general. But my mother-in-law will always say, well, you know, it's that's just it, it, it's it's what she calls holiday heart. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. you know, you have all these issues, you know, you're drinking and eating a lot. It's holiday heart, she says. Yes, I think holiday heart is also called heart attack. It's, I, you know, does holiday heart include numbness in my left arm? I don't a know. A little, so, a little. Yeah. Yeah. So there's I like that phrase though. I'm going to steal that heart. phrase. Yeah. Let's see Leave if I can alone, survive. Leave me alone, Steve. This is holiday heart. Yeah. Let me see if I can survive holiday heart 2022. I don't know if I will. Also, very quickly to answer last week's question, when the leaf blowing people came to the house, did Kate move my car? And the answer is no. She, uh. she continues to never, she still has never driven my car. And I think she thinks like it's, you know, Kit from Knight Rider. Or something it's, very complicated. I mean, it's a Hyundai. It can't be that crazy. Oh, it's a Subaru, please. I oh, would never sorry. Drive it. Please, only me and Martina Navratilova like that. We we drive. We prefer Subarus <laughs> in Attica Sword Stamp. Yes. So I, I, she doesn't like all the technology. Well, that I don't so, know. Com- compared she don't need to, no. Ba- she don't need no backup camera. Uh, she, She's a no, real woman. It's, it's funny because I'll get in her car, and I, I'm like, I put the keys back in my pocket. I'm like, where's the button? You know, no, I got to turn the ignition. And then if I'm going back, this is crazy. I said, I, you know, how do you know what you're going to run into? But, well, of course, I did this for years. I even wrote about how stupid the rear view cameras were once. And now here we are. I know. Uh, you get yeah. so adapted to them. I actually oh. turned around and did the parallel. I did I parallel parked the other day, turning around the old school way. Oh, and my kids were like, why are you looking at us? Stop looking at us, Do you put your hand? Behind yeah. the passengers? Yes, yeah, okay, of I did the same thing. Of yeah, course. you were taught that. You were taught that. But I have to I have to say, I think I'm better without the backup camera. Really? My Oh I, you know what though? It's yeah. Yeah. My sense of the situation is better. And I don't know if that's just because how I learned it or I don't know, I'm getting lazy or something. But the rear view camera helps a little bit if I want to know how close I am to the other car. But in terms of when to turn, you yes, know, when you start rotating, the, the cameras, you don't you don't rely on the camera. You'll hit the, you'll hit something if Not you do helpful. that. You're going to hit that curb. No, you oh, will. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So anyway, how, how are you? And oh it, is, it was nice to see over the weekend at our friend's holiday party. And it was nice to see, I was going to say your better half, your lesser half, but your, more, your very fit <laughs> my, half, I should my say. My stronger your husband, half, yeah. Very strong. He was looking very fit. It was nice to see your husband. <laughs> how are you doing? We are good. Tis the season. So I have caught a slight cold while being 36 weeks pregnant, which is a delight. It's going around. A delight. But it doesn't seem, knock on wood, as bad as what other people have caught recently. Okay. So I will just try to take it easy. But I didn't take it easy until today <laughs> because on Thursday, we went up to Philadelphia for the Travis Manion oh, Foundation yes. Gala where I uh, had to get fully 
fully dressed with heels, formal dress, hair, makeup, the whole thing. And my husband said to me, you shouldn't wear those heels. Or he said something like maybe slightly more diplomatic, like, should you wear heels? And I said, I said, the answer, Steve, is no, I should not. But I am going to because I am a woman and it is something I need to do. Okay, this is I. It, I just find the whole thing unfathomable, as somebody who has never worn heels, but lifts maybe. But no, uh, but somebody who you know, and let alone being pregnant. So how hard was that to move? Is it like stilts? I mean, so is it basically did, like you're on stilts? Yeah, I mean, what I did was I, I I spent a lot of time sitting down proactively. I was like, we're gonna go to the cocktail hour. Look, there's a little tiny chair over there. I'm going to sit on it, and people can come to me to talk. Yes, as they should. <laughs> Just so I had less time on my feet. But there's something about being in a formal dress and putting on flats that is just like, there's no icing on the cake. Like, you gotta, you got to do the thing. It's either it's you gotta do all the thing. or nothing at all. It is. So I wore a giant silver caftan, which when I got to the table, I realized was made of the same fabric as the napkins. <laughs> I hope not the no. same color. Like you didn't camouflage your way no, into the table. Mine, mine was mine was silver and the napkins were gold. So it was very complimentary. It was. To be fair, this is a very nice gala. So the linens are very nice. Yes. So it's not bad fabric. Okay. I just wanted to be clear to everybody. Um, right. So we went it's to- not like you wore a bad dress. They just had a fancy tablecloth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There was another guy there. The, the actual tablecloth was green velvet with the gold napkins. And there was another guy there with a green velvet tux jacket. And I was like, together, we are the table setting. <laughs> so That's good. <laughs> but it was a beautiful night. Always good to be with those folks. Wonderful cause. TravisManion.org if you want to check it out and see all the cool things we do. So that was a blast. But I was definitely tired after holding court, sitting as much as possible, and then walking back to the hotel through Philly, which we made it out in one piece. Hope you were in a nice park. Well, we were in Center City, and it it, it was really fine, except for I did ha- I did encounter a new panhandling tactic, which was inside a restaurant at the register. No. Yeah, I was like, well, that is a new kind of aggressive. You mean like so, not- like sort of like in a diner situation where you pay at the register, mm-hmm. and while you're there next to the cashier, or yes, so like. So he can fact check you, right? Like if you say you got no change, he knows if you're lying. Shouldn't there be like a, 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 a shouldn't the restaurants have like a no soliciting? I don't think like this is the this is the thing with all of these things is I don't think they have any power. There's no you have no leverage. Listeners anymore. can't see. I have my 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 hands in my mouth my, on my mouth. I'm just I'm just stunned. I mean, it's do this you, is is this something do you think that's spreading or do you think this is just the absurd logical conclusion to life in some of these cities. I, th- I think that's what it is. Like we've spent a couple of years just going down this road and then now no, no, no one has the gentleman's agreement was violated. And in the absence of people mm. enforcing like yeah. minor infractions, how do you change the situation? So anyway, how do the, how do the workers say, feel? Do they just sort of go around? These? They seem to just be ignoring him and doing their thing. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so there was that, but largely not in any way problematic. And then we came back and of course we get back from this. Oh, I went tailgating to the Army Navy game. Oh, goodness. Um, 
the Travis Manion Foundation has a gigantic tailgate. I haven't been in years because the way the calendar works out, I'd have to get childcare for my kids for yeah. a, a yeah. long period yeah. of time to make it to the tailgate. So I rarely get to go. So years ago I went and it was just a very modest thing. And now it's like thousands of people and a band and many, many vendors and sponsored by Barstool and Jocko Fuel. And, oh my goodness. Uh, so they had a and, lot of great, uh, they must have had a lot. Vodka. I was going to say, well, that's a good, that's a good brand of vodka. And they must have had a lot of great tailgating food. Oh yes. Had, had barbecue, mac and cheese. I was in the VIP tent, obviously. Of course. So no funnels, no could, funnels for you. Yeah. Where I could sit, yeah. by the way, which yes. is key. And then we got back and went to the Christmas party that I saw you at on Saturday. Yes. At which point I was like, at about 8.30, I was like, you were spent. I wonder if I can hold out another half hour. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because, you know, now you're only a few weeks or so away from y- your due date. And this is the time you decide to hit the entire party circuit plus a tailgate for the Army Navy football game. That's yeah, it. No, you haven't important. been in years to the Army Navy tailgate, but now you go. You go now because this is the most. But you, you know, know what? Here, comfortable here's the been. reason: because they're moving the tailgate out of Philly, and it's it's very convenient when it's there. So I was like, well, I'm going to do it this year, yeah. and then because they're moving the game all around for the next couple of years. Oh, so I was like, I'll do it this, I'll year, do it this year, and then and yes, I did not go to the game partly because of childcare and partly because Mama does not do cold football. Warm football is really, that's yeah. my that's my place. Okay, so then I come back and go to the party, and then I get my blood work back from last week that reveals I'm anemic, which explains why I'm so tired. Oh, no. It's fine. I just need to eat more red meat. I was going to say, handle. doesn't that mean that that's what it means? You, yes. need, you just need more yes. iron in your blood. I do. I need more iron, so I'm working on that, but it explains why I was having, you know, needing to sit a lot. And then despite that, did I just redo my entire nursery? This is why nesting is weird. Nesting is weird because you can't, you simultaneously truly have trouble going up a flight of stairs. But also if you need to move furniture around a room to see how it works in the baby's nursery, you can do that. (laughs) Wow. That's, I'm surprised. Did you, you didn't even have time for like, this is why you're anemic because you're so busy. Oh, I, I think this is this is the body telling you like, oh, you only have a week or two left to get things done. So let's do the things. So I'm doing the things. The nursery looks beautiful. My dad was here. He helped me with it. He's always up for whatever my harebrained scheme is. So did he did he hang all did he hang all the wreaths and stuff like that? You know what? You didn't. I might abandon the wreaths. I you know what? You get a pass. You get a pass. (laughs) I might just do candles and be like, we did it. Christmas is here. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's that was my adventure. My goodness. And now I'm tired and I have yeah. a cold and I need to chill out. But here we are because we we got to deliver the news. Oh, this is chilling out though. It's cool. It's cool. This is this is a delight Good. to me. This is what I have energy for. Okay. Sam Bankman freed. Oh, wait. Yeah. I almost, I almost thought I said it wrong. No, you got it right. Look, he has a lot of names. I also have three names. I should be able to handle it. <laughs> Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested in the Bahamas by the Southern District of New York, which has been working on this case. He has been indicted. Says FTX, this is Wall Street Journal. FTX founder and former chief executive Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested Monday in the Bahamas after the U.S. filed criminal charges. The authorities in two countries said he was arrested without incident shortly after 6 p.m., at his apartment in Nassau, the Bahamas. 
The arrest was made based on a sealed indictment filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office for Southern District of New York. The charges in the indictment include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud, securities fraud conspiracy, and money laundering. Oh, and one more. Campaign finance, I know, is in there as well. According to a person familiar with the matter, I have since read the sealed and they they unsealed it. And I checked it out because it was 14 pages long, so I can handle that. And I did find it interesting that there... There are two two whole pages on campaign finance laws violated, so that should be an interesting journey. This does preclude Sam Bankman-Fried testifying tomorrow on Capitol Hill, which he had maybe thought we'd maybe thought he was going to do because he and Maxine Waters were sending love notes back and yeah, forth about very whether he's going to show up. And then appara- there's a rumor out there that his testimony would have started with. I effed up. Oh. <laughs> Except without yes, the Yes, he would have just said it openly. I mean, that's Which, one tactic. Uh, well, and that's, yeah. been his, that's been his tactic is to sort of play dumb and say like, right. hey, man, right. like, I'm, what are you going to do? And I'm saying all this these is... things without a lawyer. I'm being upfront. I'm being transparent. Right. But so what he had said also was that he was just too overbooked. That's why he was not coming to Washington, D.C. to testify in person. He was going to do this remotely. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, now he'll do it remotely from a, uh, a, <laughs> a, a, a detention or a prison holding. I don't know what it is in the Bahamas. I don't think it's Rikers, but it's got to be not as nice as where he was staying in Nassau. That's that's for sure. Yeah, well, in you know, Al- at Albany. least you have to have Thanksgiving. Albany was, the name of, Albany was the name of their fancy little complex. Yeah. <laughs> at least you got to have Thanksgiving with the fam, you know? Mm. Okay, then. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this was a leaked... A leaked draft of Bankman Freed's planned testimony, according to the New York Post, was to to open with, I would like to start by formally stating under oath that I effed up. I, again, I mean, people like this, you know, I mean, it, but it just the, fr- the first thing that came to mind when I saw the news was, first of all, you asked, I think, in our last week's episode about extradition in the Bahamas. So obviously the answer is yes. Yes. We have a very good extradition relationship with the Bahamas. They have extradition laws, which is why as soon as the f- charges were filed, they nabbed him to keep him in order to send him back. But of course, they want to try him as well. I mean, the Bahamas, the government right. of the Bahamas is not at all happy. I, I can't imagine it's too pleasant where he is staying, but th- that's his situation. I used to have many years ago when I was a kid, we went to the Bahamas for the first time. This was in the 80s. And so... I had a bumper sticker and it was, it's better in the Bahamas. You know, that's what I used to say. Not for everyone, as it turns out. So for everyone. No. And, and, the, and the thing is, as you know, you mentioned Maxine Waters, the Democrats, I think they want to, they wanted to extend all the courtesies possible, you know, but public opinion is just, you know, it's, it's not on Sam Bankman Fried's side, you know, and then no, I, the, I have yeah. to. I have to say, and I don't, I'm not softening on him at all, because this is like, it's very clear in the indictment from mm-hmm. what the grand jury had available to it, that from the beginning, he was tossing money over to Alameda, which is this yep. other part of the company that he owned to bail them out using funds that no one knew, that no one whose funds they were yeah. knew were being used for that. Partic- so particularly it, was, in when the crypto market tanked in May 2022, right. and he had to shore up the funding for Alameda. Right. He did it without telling so this is like giant fraud and probably was from the very beginning or very yep. close to it. That's the chart. We'll, we'll see what we find out. But I have to say it's like mildly refreshing to see someone appeal to like I effed up instead of no mistakes were made. Like 
I'm like, I prefer that method of buying some public charity as opposed to the Anthony Fauci, which is to net to say that nothing yeah, to be, ever went wrong. To be ever. defiant. I don't know. I feel like maybe unless I could be overthinking it, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that that approach that he would have had was trying to be too clever by half. Yeah, he's he's also playing dumb and lying. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I mean, don't he likes believe to, it. He likes to pretend that, oh, I, you know, I'm just this MIT genius and I don't know about how these things work. And, and you know, I just got I just lost control over these things. And what could I possibly have known? That, that's right. That's right. What's really going to be interesting is by the time that we do get because it's already, you know, we're, we're, we're in mid-December and then you have the holidays coming up. By the time he gets around to having to testify before Congress, it's going to be in the control no longer of his friends, right? And the Republicans are are going to give him. A, they're going to give him. A, I think they'll give him a real rough time. And they know most Americans. I think, despite what they're, you know, some people are trying to do, especially early on initially with the headlines and the, the coverage of Sam Bankman Fried and his crimes in the media. I think most Americans are not going to give him a pass. Yeah, I I think it's yeah. fairly obvious what happened here, and people can see it, and you can try to give him as nice treatment as you want, but people are going to be like, I don't know, he defrauded a bunch of people. I'm I'm mad about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he. Speaking could of go away for a long time. Speaking of Congress control, our girl Kirsten Cinema, she broke some news thus last week after we were done recording that she is leaving the Democratic Party to be an independent. Now this like. I, well, I'm curious to hear what you think about mm. it. Yeah, I don't think it it doesn't portend a ton for the the balance of the Senate. It's more symbolic than that, and more strategic as a political thing for her, because she's likely going to caucus the same and vote similarly as she always did. But she, with her cool, her crazy dresses and her her colorful, her colorful way of doing business in the Senate and her red rimmed glasses, she is. She is out of the party officially. Yeah, that's right. I, I, just like, you know, it's the, the, the Fleetwood Mac song came up in my head, you can go your own way. And that's what she's doing. And does it really change anything, though? Because, you know, Bernie Sanders, Angus King, they're independents, but obviously right. we know how they're voting. This is probably going to be similar, particularly when it comes to committees, committee assignments. She's going to continue to caucus with the Democrats, but it does throw some sort of a, you know, wrench in the general Democratic plans for Senate dominance. It's a smart move, as you said, for her, because she does want to avoid a Democratic primary challenge. And she could have. I think Ruben Gallego was thinking about it. The big yes. question, and if she runs as an independent, nobody's, nobody's serious is going to challenge right. her. So that's, that's, the, that's yeah. the, what's on the table for her is that, look, progressives were very mad at her even though most of her voting record is very left. Right. But they're mad at her, and so they were going to primary her, and the best way to get out of that is to declare as an independent. The state of Arizona fancies itself being mm -hmm. quite independent, so is probably willing to throw her all, all, a bunch of votes, regardless of the fact that she's left the Democratic Party and without yeah. that machine. And then what happens, the question becomes what happens with, uh, you know, possible three-way race, I guess, if a Democrat were to try to run here, or do Democrats just... Go, eh, let her get let her get elected as an independent and she'll caucus with us. That's right. I mean, you could have a three-way way race involving Kirsten Sinema as an independent and then Ruben Gallego as a Democrat and then maybe Carrie Lake as a Republican. Sorry. Uh, and you never know. <laughs> you know. It's not, you're not wrong. No, right, you're not wrong, right. Vic. This could happen. And again, when you think about everything that the Senate under 
full democratic control is going to do, particularly when it comes to judges, and they're going yeah. to ram through a ton of confirmations in, in, in the coming session. It's not great. But, you know, in two years, the time, the Democrats, they had it easy this last term, this last election yeah. cycle, right? This coming up, that was a breeze. This coming one up in 2024, they have 23 seats to defend in a number of states that, including a number of states that voted decisively for Trump, and whereas the Republicans only have to defend 11 seats. Right. right. That's one of the things about the sort of un- sort of untold about 2022 often is that Republicans, although they performed way under what expectations were and what they should have done, there wasn't a ton on the table for the taking. Yeah. So this is a, a different cycle, this upcoming one. That is. And then we should not also forget the man, what I call the mansion factor, yes. which is what happens to him. You know, Kirsten Sinema is independent. What, is, what does Joe do? Is he going to face a, you know, a very serious challenge from the Republicans, from Jim Justice, right, who I believe is the current governor? Right. Who, yes, who fa- with his bulldog. He's fantastic. Famously the bulldog who, yep. So, is that baby dog? Is that the dog? I think name? that's yes. And baby dog, baby doll. I'm not sure, but it was pretty graphic. What he what he did <laughs> yes, and what he right. said, and got to look forward to that. But but Mansion is but Mansion will be in a lot of trouble because you know West Virginia is another very it, it's it's a Republican state. It's a very red state. It voted for Trump obviously by a lot, and and Mansion ultimately voted for uh, these trillion dollar inflationary reduction. It's so, not a great move. No. What I what I will say is that I, I do kind of hope, but, you know, nobody responds to good incentives in politics, but I do kind of hope that maybe this is a lesson to activists, like, not to stalk female senators into bathrooms when they're mad at her yeah. about a bill. Yeah. Because, look, humans are humans, and if you tick them off enough, yeah. they might not want to hang out with you anymore in a coalition. And so I think... Like that kind of aggressive That's right. lobbying of your senator mm-hmm. into the loo should be discouraged. And they should have a bit of a buffer in public spaces, even though, of course, they are public mm-hmm. figures and they're expected to endure some of this. But for both sides, maybe that's a little signal just not to not to be such a jerk. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing you could, you know, you don't want to you want them to vote your way, but you don't want to push them into the other camp. And again, I, it's, it's, I still find it hard to believe that she would actually, you know, become a Republican or caucus with the Republicans, but at the same, and, 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 you know, at the same time, she gets along with Republican senators, certainly Mitt Romney for that matter. And he counts, he still counts as a Republican, by the way. And, 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 and she also pushed back on the excesses of the Biden spending. I can't help it. I, 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 and she defended the filibuster. I enjoy her. Yeah. She's very interesting. I, I agree. I like I like the clothes. I like the middle finger to the crazy people yeah. following her. Yeah. I like that she stands up for herself, even when the entirety of the press and the Democratic caucus often aligns against her yeah. and tells her how icky she is for doing so. Does I enjoy it, her. Yeah, that doesn't. She has a backbone. That doesn't make her say, "Oh, I need to." You know, I'm getting so much heat from 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 Democratic leadership. I better do what they say. No, again. No, not her. It's like you're reeling in the fish too hard and that it's going to break. The line's going to break. Okay. No. She and and by by the way, this is just this is just a thing that I enjoy doing, which is like I don't agree with her on a lot of things. Yeah. Most things probably. Yeah. But I do I do like her gumption. I I admire it 
And some days I'm going to be ticked off at her and other days I'm going to enjoy her. And that's how life works. And, and, and let's not forget, by the way, had she been a Republican who announced that she was going to be an independent, she would be hailed as a renegade. As a somebody hero. Who, a hero. Somebody who, you know, walks to the beat of her own drum, you know, independent minded. She's not some party drone. And because this happened to Joe Lieberman, you basically get branded as a traitor if you leave the party to be right. anything, even if you're an independent and not a Republican. But if it were the other way, oh my, a maverick. She would have been a maverick. Yeah. yeah. By the way, she she does, again, a strategically smart thing by leaving the party earlier than Lieberman did. Lieberman switched late in the game when he had, I believe, had he already lost that primary? He might have. I think that was the one against, yes. I'm going to be wrong about and it. And so this one is, you know, like she that, can yeah. she can plausibly be an actual intellectual maverick or give, yeah. be given credit for the fact that she's mavericking so early. Yes, maverick, that's a good way to put it. And also, yes. you know, she gets to get into the role of an independent affiliated senator and not just, oh, here's an upcoming race and suddenly I'm independent. She could right. get, you know, voters can get used to the fact that she is the way they are. Voters are used to the fact that Manchin and, uh, not Manchin, but Bernie Sanders and Angus King are independents and they're fine voting for them. They don't think it's weird. All right. Look at me with no transition. We're going to TikTok. Oh, yeah. Okay. What makes TikTok her TikTok stories? What makes her tick the TikTok out of that? Okay. <laughs> are you on the TikTok, Vic? Um, you know what's so funny? Mary Catherine, I actually wrote down a, a note here, and the note says, so you're telling me you're not on TikTok, Mary Catherine? So I had the I'm same not. question for you. I am not. Are you? Yeah. I am not. This is my, look. Have you been tempted I, I know, to? I'm well aware that everything on my phone is spying on me, and sometimes, frequently even, I thank my phone for spying on me because it gives me great Christmas present ideas. So... It just knows what my relatives want. So that's nice. So, yeah, um, and sometimes just based on your talking about it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So so that helps me out. TikTok is my line in the sand. I have heard from the beginning and read up on it that it really is more risky than other oh, apps yeah. and having them on your phone. And they really are spying on you up to and including your actual physical location, It it seems, in some of the reporting on this. It is a Chinese government overseen app that's not a and conspiracy. So I that's have, real i also have to say as a an elderly millennial i am susceptible to a dance craze and i just don't need to be embarrassing myself that way so this keeps that temptation out of my realm there there have also been very funny tiktok videos but i am watching them when they get reposted on twitter does that make Obviously. anything better i don't know no i think i think that does give you a level of protection and it, like it's small and it shows that we are acting our age you know we don't go to the tick no to get no the no things. and again there, there 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 are some really good ones but look the kids love it not my kids you know but my daughter's you know friends you know they have it on their phones and it, it reminds me of you know there was that brief um fad about the aging app where you take your picture and it makes you look old. Oh yeah. And then and then it turns out right it was, the, the software was was Russian made, right? And then all that well, yeah. information gets sent there. No nobody seemed to care about that because you know this thing is so funny. I don't care here. Take my information. And it's the same thing with TikTok, I think, because it's the, these apps are so addictive. You know, it's like, oh man, okay, fine. Here's my information. I just got to do another video. I got to post this or this thing is so funny and I want to watch it all day and you know, just, you know, just zone out. 
looking at well, TikTok videos, the... but and, and I can't live without it. So here you go, have everything. No, it's it's a cost benefit analysis, yeah. and people are like, ah, you know, I enjoy it. Dance is, it's a lose lose. Um, so, so have you seen the new AI portraits that everybody's doing? No. There are these very like sort of cartoony versions uh, of you, versions of you that that an AI app will produce, but you have to give them like twelve selfies or something. And then I found out that you have to pay them like three ninety nine in addition to that. And I was like, wow, I might be too old for this. One because I'm cheap, and two because I'm like a little worried about who's behind this yeah. technology. But man, the portraits are really cool, and they all go really? on social media, and you're like. Maybe I will do it. So watch me cave. Watch for me to cave soon. So not caricatures. <laughs> sort of. They're they're okay. just in different styles. They're you know, you've, cool. you've got sort yeah. of like an old like Victorian looking one, and you've got you know space wow. space like science fiction hero. Couldn't they do one. this somewhere else and not TikTok? I mean, you know, it's not. This one's not on TikTok. Oh. This is a different okay. strange app. But I'm unclear on the app, right. so I have to do some research. Right. At any rate, five states, Vic, have banned tiktok not banned it entirely but banned it in use by government employees with government devices yeah okay so it's texas excuse me texas maryland south carolina south dakota and nebraska five states total it's mostly red states so it's sort of being covered as if this is very aggressive and loopy but to me this seems like just basic stuff if yeah. you have a government device, you should not have the Chinese government on your U.S. government device. But those videos are so funny. Again, why are you using? Why are you? Why are you having a TikTok on your government device? That, that's that's the first thing. You don't want well, anything like that on there because you so know it doesn't even is, technically belong to you. These things. It's, 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 this it's, is how yeah. the the Texas newspapers cover this. Texas Governor Greg Abbott took an aggressive move against the popular China-based video sharing with social media platform TikTok on Wednesday, banning all state agencies from using the application on any government-issued devices, including cell phones, laptops, tablets, desktop computers, and other devices effective immediately. The recently re-elected Republican cited the threat of the Chinese Communist Party gaining access to critical U.S. information and infrastructure for the ban. This just seems to me like a total no-brainer, yeah. but because it's led, this charge is led by red state governors like Abbott mm -hmm. and Christy Noem, it's treated like, oh, these Luddites. <laughs> yeah, and yet they still have to admit that, you know, again, TikTok's parent company, you know, it's ByteDance, which is working hand-in-hand -hand with the Chinese Communist Party and the regime there that does terrible things and wants to know everything all about us. And also, this move... It's just a very small percentage of TikTok users, let's face it. I mean, these are government devices that may or may not have TikTok. And if you just happen to load it because you can't get enough of it and you have to use that particular device, that's a small amount of people. And yet you're right. It's funny, the reaction to it in some, in, in, in some circles. But I will say uh, good for them, good for these state governments, and also good for certain members of Congress, including Virginia's Democratic Senator Mark Warner, who has been yeah. very upfront about this, that TikTok is a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people should be informed about this yeah. just as a bare minimum. By the way, FBI Director Christopher Wray, always on the cutting edge, recently gave a presentation to U.S. legislators warning that the Chinese government could use TikTok's location services and content algorithm 
to surveil and influence American citizens. And everyone knows that that is the FBI's job, not the Chinese Communist Party. So I can understand why he's getting upset about that. Yes. And he's just he's just he's just discovering this now. Or it's, this is just a this is just a competition issue for him. Is, this is, is a turf yeah, war. Yeah, that's right. This is our this software belongs to us. Okay. And and not to mention you sent a link over about these TikTok nurses. What happened? Yes. Can we talk about this? Oh. This is like this has happened a couple times now where healthcare providers have gotten nasty on TikTok about their patients. Hold on. Yeah. In both ways, by the way. So I'm going to play a little bit of this audio. You'll remember from the height of the pandemic, there was a lot of dancing by nurses on TikTok, sort of choreographed Mm -hmm. routines. Mm -hmm. And look, a lot of people objected to that because they were like, oh, we're being told that this is this huge emergency and yet these people are doing dances in the thing. Okay. I actually didn't object to that because it wasn't really harming anyone. And these people were in a- They were blowing off some steam. They were a lot of them were in a stressful situation. So I didn't have a huge problem with that. The part where it got to the unvaccinated and people talking a bunch of junk about people that they didn't like to treat, that became problematic and illuminating, I think. And this is another illuminating clip. These are nurses, labor and delivery labor and delivery nurses in Atlanta at Emory Hospital talking about their quote unquote ick, which is just like things that bother them. Here they are. My ick is when you come in for your induction talking about, can I take a shower and eat? What? My ick is when you ask me how much the baby weighs and it's still and it's still in your hands. <laughs> Dad comes outside and asks for a paternity test right outside the room door. Saying you don't want any pain medicine, no epidural, but you are at an eight out of 10 pain just to serve a deal and you're still closed, fingertip. Well, we've already told you to push the call light, but every five minutes, your Excuse family me. member coming at the front Excuse desk, asking for something else. Excuse me, can I have a blanket? Another egg. When you're going room to room between one baby mama and your other baby mama. Oh, no. Egg. <laughs> it's the unlimited trips to the nurse's station for me. Okay, so these are, these are the examples. The paternity test one. Okay, I get it. Some of the others, like, I want a blanket. These are... Yeah. Or water. These are women in labor. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in, like, not a great situation Yeah, you've here. been in this situation multiple times. Have you ever had to ask for a blanket or water? Well, you know, I'm the weirdo who does it That's at the right. place, so... <laughs> well, you, you ask those people, are they doulas? What are they doulas? What are they no, called? They, they, have, they have midwives. Midwives, they have, they excuse have, me. Yeah. They have they have crystals for me. Oh, how are your chakras? They ask. No, but but you know I'm sure that you know you need things. They're there to get you things. Yes. You know? So these 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 ladies have since been, I believe, disciplined if yeah. not fired. Oh, Here's a statement okay. from Emory. Emory Healthcare is committed to providing empathetic, high quality care to our community, and our patients come first. We are aware of a TikTok video that included disrespectful and unprofessional comments about maternity patients at Emory University Hospital Midtown. We have investigated the situation and taken appropriate actions with the former employees responsible for the video. This video does not represent our commitment to patient and family-centered care and falls far short of the values and standards we expect every member of our team to hold and demonstrate. This, it is really, it is my ick because the women they are talking about are very vulnerable. They are in a very painful situation. And these are the folks that they're trusting to care for them and behind closed doors. Well, not even behind closed doors. That's the problem. Actually, if you wanted to vent behind closed doors, I wouldn't even care about that. 
This is publicizing the venting. That's the problem. That's right. So we all have our complaints, but you shouldn't feel compelled to broadcast it to the world. Again, this is my whole thing about social media being this disease and doing things you normally wouldn't do. And I kind of feel bad, you know, for I thought the nurses were let go because I assumed that they were otherwise competent. But it's a, just a terrible lack of discretion and right. judgment for them to uh, to do that. And it's not like they use names or anything. <laughs> that would be a HIPAA violation. But just, just airing them. I mean, patients can be crazy, particularly if they're under duress. But in general, I mean, look, I, I, I heard all sorts of, you know, stuff from, you know, my own parents. My, my, my dad was a surgeon. My mother was a, a nurse and, and, you know, and, and an office manager for my dad. And, and you grow up, you hear all sorts of crazy stories, but we're not telling yeah. everybody those stories. Right. It's just and nursing us. is nursing is an extremely grueling job, yeah, right? Really and is. you do absolutely. You are gonna you're gonna see people at their worst, oh. and they're gonna be barking at you, and you have to come in and stick them with needles and wake them up in the middle yeah. of the night. So it's not it's not always a polite exchange. Like we all understand this, and I have sympathy for that. I don't have sympathy for contempt for patients broadcast to the world. Yeah, you, there's just because, a little hint of that contempt, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think we, again, we saw this throughout the pandemic and back then it didn't really matter as much because we were just making fun of the unvaccinated or people who had COVID who you thought went to a party when they shouldn't have. Right. But all the time, this should be a problem for all the patients. Right. Do not do this. Right. It's, it's a very bad look and it makes people not trust their care. That's right. Or you'll feel bad about the next time you need to get a glass of water. Can I get some ice I, chips? Because that's what they always give you is ice chips. Please, yeah. sir, may I have another? Yeah. What was I going to ask you? Jake? You were going totally to well, ask me about oh. fusion? Yeah. Are you an expert in fusion, I assume? Uh, I know mo as much about fusion as Elizabeth Shue, the scientist from The Saint. Dr. <laughs> Emma Roberts. Really good I think it was her name. Thank you. Emma Russell, I think it was her name. I made... Starring. 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 Oh. The Val, one, Kil the... Val Kilmer in his prime. The in his one, prime. Yeah, in his prime doing all his various silly disguises and voices Wonderful. and impressions, because that's what he loves doing. I made a joke about this, but what actually happened, Mary Catherine? What happened? Why is this you know in the what? news? Do I understand fusion? No, but I'm going to read from a story. That'll make you, <laughs> it'll make listeners think you know a lot just by reading the news. This is actually a this thing, is, as you know, be news is, readers. <laughs> this is how you get around not knowing things. Right. U.S. government scientists have made a breakthrough in the pursuit of limitless zero carbon power by achieving a net energy gain in a fusion reaction for the first time, according to three people with knowledge of preliminary results from a recent experience experiment. Physicists have since the 1950s sought to harness the fusion reaction that powers the sun, but no group has been able to produce more energy from the reaction than it consumes, a milestone known as net energy gain or targeted gain. Obviously, this would be a huge advancement for humankind. Yes. Also could be dangerous in the wrong hands. I imagine that the, I'm thinking of the killer robots in <laughs> Boston working with the fusion guys. I just don't think it's safe. So keep those two things apart. And then the question becomes like, what if you really did, could facilitate this for energy use? And then the, the, what is, what does Greta Thunberg do? She's out of a job. Yeah. That's right. How, how quickly is the, do we transition from our current energy uses, including fossil fuels, to switch over to fusion? They, they, I guess what they did was they achieved, they gained ignition is what they call it, but it, it's a first step and it's not even official yet. But 
At some point, maybe there'll be a practical application for this. We joke around about it being like a movie plot, like that was the cold fusion that Elizabeth Shue discovered in the, you know, in this developed right. in the Saint, and then there are people out to get her. And, and that's the common thing that, you know, the, you'd have these sort of fossil fuel execs, you know, wanting to stop this from happening. But of course, the smart thing for a lot of these companies is they get in on it on the ground floor. Right. They fund the science, they fund the scientists, and then they're going to make gazillion dollars. So wait and see. We're neither here nor there. It's nice to hear about. It's We're not even, we're not close to anything large scale, let alone the Mr. Fusion device at the right. end of Back to the Future, <laughs> yes, which you future. put your garbage in. That made no yeah, sense. And that creates fusion. It's compost diffusion. There was a, yes, there was a banana peel and then a can of beer. Yeah. And then somehow that got them to the year, I don't know, what what year was it? 2015 or something? 2010? 20, 20. Yes. I don't know. 20, it was, was way it in the future that it, it was like a decade ago when cars used to fly. I miss those days, Mary Catherine. By the way, by the way, now with the it did occur to me with the news of possible like energy gained from nuclear fusion. Like the, mm -hmm. the thing the thing that we've been chasing for so long that our society this juxtaposed with the TikTok nurses that our society is both so stupid and so smart at the same time. And how yes. can this be? <laughs> can no, it be? it's a real dichotomy. It's and a, you know what? You know. Vic and I pride ourselves on like taking up some space in the middle there. That's what that's, we, that, that's our specialty. We're somewhere in between. We are. We ain't real smart, but we ain't real dumb yeah, either. Yeah, kind of in the middle. Uh, sometimes a little more one in direction than the other. You know what that's called? Relatability. That, that's right. And speaking of which... Do we have enough time to talk about what we kept on yes. postponing? Is this the moment? Let's do it. We're doing can we it. Do cocaine bear. We can yes. do it. Okay, I'm gonna play the cocaine. I'm gonna play a little bit a of little the cocaine bit. bear trailer. Medic. Oh Jesus! What is that? Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter's forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. So, this is a movie. Yes. It sounds crazy, uh, but, Mary Catherine. Well, it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, who is generally pretty funny and i i confess i will go watch this movie it is based on true events that happened in i believe the state of georgia your neck of the woods but i think closer yes. to the uh, maybe closer to the tennessee border i think yes i think so cocaine bear was real here's the backstory now in the movie of course the the bear gets into the cocaine dropped from a plane and goes on a rampage for the entirety of the movie a killing again, spree again totally going to watch this like this is like the concept is so simple and enjoyable, and I'm here for it. Carrie Russell is the 80s gorgeous Georgian mom star of this, which is very aspirational for me. Like, I, <laughs> that's that's my space. Southern mom in an 80s jumpsuit that looks like Carrie Russell chasing, protecting her children from a cocaine bear in the forest of Georgia. That is my life. That's what I want. <laughs> what you like, want. This is the kind of hero I want to be. So if, if only it was Carrie Russell from the Americans would have killed that bear. Oh, I you mean, know, I, I think there's probably some shades of that. Okay. So 
The bloody spree, this is New York Times reporting, bloody spree that follows the bear's cocaine binge in the movie is depicted in the trailer as fictional, but the story about a high bear is very real. Its lore is likely to grow with the movie, which is directed by Elizabeth Banks, set for February 24th, February 24th, 2023 release. The real story is less bloody. It all began, as you might guess, in the 1980s. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation announced in December 1985 that a 175-pound black bear had died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug, according to a three-sentence item from United States Press International or United Press International that appeared in the New York Times. The cocaine had apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th in Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy a load while parachuting. UPI reported the bureau said the bear was found Friday in northern Georgia among 40 opened plastic containers with traces of cocaine. The bear was found dead just south of the Tennessee border. Nothing but bones and a big hide. So and uh, a big high. And a, yeah, <laughs> and a big high. Very funny. Yeah, something like five grams is what they think they might, he might have ingested. It might have ingested. And it's, it's a black bear. 175. That's not that big. So it's not a grizzly, right? But and you probably don't get them in Georgia. Yeah, black, that's black bear territory. Yes. And so was it, did this happen just before your time then, or you were tiny? Yeah, that would have been, I mean, I wasn't in, in Georgia at the time. I would oh, have right. been oh, That's been right. Young. You grew up in Durham. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in North Carolina. Yes. But, you know, the South counts as my neck of the woods. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's so that, I mean, it, 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 this should be, it should be interesting because, again, it's the storyline, plus it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. I am not a fan, as many people know, of CGI, and it looks like a terrible CGI bear. I wish that they could have just gotten the real thing, a well-trained bear pretending to be on drugs. I don't know how hard that is to do. How hard is that to do? You know, or, or, or a, a person, a tiny person in the bear costume, like in the great outdoors. I think just visually, it looks yeah. better than, than so- the fake bear. Work with me. Who might own a well-trained bear that could act like he was on drugs or had been on drugs before? There's got to be some eccentric yes. figure. Yeah, you, you know what it is? The the guy who was the, not the Lion King, the Tiger King. You know, the oh, King. Yes. If he If he had gotten, if he did the same thing with like, you know, bears, he might be in business. Well, has anyone checked that zoo for bears? There because. You go. That right. was a cast. That was a casting call that was missed. I do want to say, right you know who, who else is in that movie is the late Ray Liotta. Is it? He's in the movie oh, that's Cocaine right. this Bear. This is his last up. role. At least one of his last roles, definitely. So I like seeing him in a, anything. And if you want to see just a truly amazing performance of an actor pretending, and I'll say pretending to be on coke, watch Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll say pretending. That's okay. nice yeah, of you. That's, that's right. It's just a tour, a tour right. de force. Well, tour I, de force. I don't, I don't love a ton of CGI, but I feel like if this is, if the bear is basically competently done and everything else around it is real, you're willing to. I'm not. I'm not so mad at that. Okay. All right. Did you? So you like yeah. if you like with, when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out or something, or you just like totally know on that. I like the story. I used to like the story enough certainly the yeah. first Guardians of the Galaxy, that I'm willing to watch it and put up with it. But if it's a lousy story, forget it. Like the Eternals was horrendous. You yeah. know, what am I looking at yeah. here? I'm looking at nothing. The answer is nothing. nothing. Wait, I mean, the answer is nothing. Yeah. It's just, oh, just it's a green all, screen and everything is happening for it. real. Just let me just watch a cartoon. Just give me a cartoon then. You don't, you can spend, save a hundred billion dollars and just show me a cartoon. Did you want to... All right, well... Yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to ask 
our listeners to oh, yes. email us about. Thank you. I even have a note about it and I forgot about it. Hey guys, here's the deal. I'm going to have this baby and we haven't made a plan for what we're going to do after the baby with this podcast. Now that might not matter because as you know, last time I had a baby and I came back four days later. So, <laughs> but let's preserve the idea that I might be out for a little while and I might need a little downtime. And so for that, we are going to request, if you guys could, email us some of your favorite moments from the last year of podcasting, especially our hammerheads. I know you've been paying attention so that we can gather them with producer Jennifer's very generous help into a bust of show that I think you guys will really enjoy around the holidays. The address is hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com or you can always tweet Vic or me. It's hammered at Nebulous Podcasts, N-E-B-U-L-O-U-S podcasts.com. Send us some of your fave moments and we will put them together so we can start building out some uh, some options for when I have a brand new baby. <laughs> you'll be you'll be back in a you may come back like later in the day, depending on when you have the baby. If you have the baby I mean, early, like like you know, in the early hours, take a little nap and then come back and then we'll do also a show. On, it's true, we could. Also on Thursday, should we should we take some guesses for when this baby's coming? Maybe we should play Absolutely. some bets. Absolutely. I'm all in on that. And okay, let's work on that okay. for Thursday. And in the meantime, I'm going to go find a bear who can play in the sequel of Cocaine Bear so that you can be satisfied with yes, the performance. Yes, I, I don't think it's that hard. Okay. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Substack and Twitter. You can find me at MK Hammer Time on Instagram, where I'm in my caftan, and I might be hunting down a bear soon. So check it out. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. 